You're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast. This Prime Culture is for the dreamers, the schemers, and the believers. We're here to introduce a whole new generation to the abundant life. We're here for the prime of our lives. What's Gucci? It's your boy, Cruz, a.k.a. PC, a.k.a. Diana's man. What's up, girl? You good? What's up? It is another night in the lab, and we are super excited to be sharing this content with you guys. Today is episode four of season four, and hey, I don't know about you, but I just think it's been a fun, fun, fun season. Um, I just want to say thank you on behalf of me and Diana. Um, thank you so much for rocking with the podcast, man. We've been hearing so much about just how it's impacting y'all, and um, I just want to say, babe, right, like, we love the feedback. Right. We totally love the feedback. Thank you guys for commenting and sharing with your friends and sharing with us and letting us know that this content blesses your life. Because when you do that, you bless our life. Yeah, you do. 100%. Like, real talk, it's a it's a labor of love. Like, it really is. Like, uh, just like full transparency right now, we are recording. It's like 9.36 p.m. I we think just, it's midnight. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like it's time to go to bed. But uh, we just put the girls down and it's like, yo, we got we to gotta share. We got to share with the culture. We got we got to make sure that this gets out. And so, anyway, um, just want to say thank you, guys, for real. We love you guys. We're so honored that we get to have a voice in your life. And so, this is going to be this is going to be a spicy one, I think. Today, it's going to be a really good one today. Sizzling. Uh, <laughs> we are having the talk. What is the, the talk? talk. <laughs> the talk. Here's the talk. Right. We're talking about sex. Baby. <laughs> hey, let's talk about sex. Baby, let's talk about you. And Look it up me. if you don't know what we're let's talking talk about. about. All the good things and, and the, the bad things, things that maybe. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Any chance I get to try to sing? Like, like, I love to sing. Same. I love to Me sing. Me too. Bro. I miss I love, it so much. I love to sing. I, yo, in case you weren't at Culture Night last Friday on um, March 19th, in case you weren't at Culture Night, number one, Culture Night was bonkers. It was really Like, awesome. it was a move of God. It really um, was. You can go back and catch it on our YouTube, yeah. youtube.com slash This Prime Culture. Our, our Culture Night was um, is up there. Um, but there was a moment where I was, I like, I started singing part of the, like I was singing with worship mm-hmm. and do you remember, I just paused and I was like, I may not be a singer, but I'm a worshiper. <laughs> I mean, that's who we are. <laughs> Yo, for real. But Hey, salt and pepper, salt and pepper. Is it salt and pepper? Uh-huh. Salt and pepper. Pepper. Salt and pepper. In case you didn't know, like for real, uh, check out salt and pepper. That's like a, that's a dope R and B group. That's from, a throwback. From the nineties. Um, yes. Yo, but. When they uh, had nice. No, just kidding. That's not a good song, guys. That's it, ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was low key ratchet because like in the nineties, it wasn't like overtly ratchet. Do you know what I mean? Like it was kind of like, like, dude, like think about when this, when talk about sex came out, right? It was like you and I, oh, hold on. What year was it? I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how old we are. We were when, um, let's talk, let's talk probably not supposed to be singing it. For sure. We weren't supposed to be singing (laughs) it for sure. Dude, Diana, get this 1991, dude. Oh my God. A lot of y'all listening weren't even alive yet, dude. (laughs) I know I did not hear it when I was, no, for real. No, um, I think I I heard it. I didn't. I know I heard it at least when I was in high school for sure. Okay, so like 97, 98, yeah. 99. Dude, I'm, 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 I'm aging <laughs> I'm us. I'm going to stop saying yeah, the know, numbers. Bro, you know, you know, no, 2011, <laughs> dude. 
<laughs> for real. Um, I'm not stop yo, talking. Like, but I think, I, honestly, I think that, uh, like, if we're being honest, a lot of us didn't hear about sex until we heard about sex from, like, a song or, like, from our friends right. or, you know what I mean? And the reason I, you know, the reason we're talking about, we're calling the episode The Talk is because the truth is a lot of us did not get The Talk. Right. We never had The Talk. For a lot of us, the way we discovered sex was it was not a talk. It was the website or it right. was the pop-up or it was the video our friend showed us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um and so I think I think what we wanted to do with this uh, episode today, number one, I'm just going to say this. This is not a full discourse one, on, yeah. on sex and all things sex. I think this is a start of the conversation. Yeah. And I think these the, like what Diane and I want to do is like just give you some building blocks and give you some stuff to just, you know, carry with you and just say, OK, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm, I, I may not know everything, but I know some things, I know my values, et cetera. Right. And so, right. um, we wanted to have the talk with you because I wish someone had had the talk with me when I was like 16, 17, 19, 20, you know what I'm saying? I like, mean, ever, <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever for real, ever. Um, but before we jump into, um, all things sex and well, it's not all things sex. It's, no, we're, we're gonna well, very here, minimal. Here's what we're gonna do. We're, <laughs> you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna be gross. We're not gonna be inappropriate. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a biblical view at the value of sex. Right. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a biblical view at the value of sex. You know, but one of the things that we all should know about sex is that it is it is obviously a gift from God, all that. We'll get into that right now. Mm-hmm. But it is it's it also requires consent. It requires um a, a, like approval. It requires like permission, yes. et cetera, right? And like no means no. Right. And you gotta respect it. And the reason I'm saying that is because one of the things, Diana, that before we get into sex, um, I think sometimes before before sex even become becomes part of the conversation, uh flirtation is actually where a lot of it starts, right? Well, Being flirty. It and... should be, first of all. <laughs> no, yeah, well, hello. Yes. yes. Yeah, well, you know. But definitely flirting is number one on the list, you know, to get somebody's attention, to have a little bit of fun. Hello. Hey, were you flirty? With you. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were a little friendly. You weren't, you weren't like out there, but you were a little yeah, friendly. Yeah, I was just friendly. You I were friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were a social butterfly. Yeah, there you, 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 go. Were, you were friendly. You were there friendly. You um, it made me get in, a, in in at least two fights for sure. I got in two fights because Diana was friendly, and it had nothing to do with her. Had everything to do with That's me. That's what I was <laughs> gonna say. That was not my fault. That was all. Yo, for real. We'll talk about it another day. If you DM another me, another day, another yo, time. Yo, real talk. If you DM me about it, I'll I'll tell you about the time I got in a fight in in the church inside the church. Like you know how we pray and we say, hey, come down the, to the <laughs> altar so we can lay hands on you well your boy went down to the altar and like gave someone the hands almost in a church i was like you go i may not lay hands but you're gonna catch these hands and so anyway that's a that's another story for another day um but hey let's talk let's talk about flirts a little bit babe let's talk okay. about flirtation a little bit um i had an interesting conversation this week with a young man okay. um, he's like 24 years old and uh-huh. he's like hey yo cruz like i got so these he's girls. right in the zone he's right in the zone uh-huh. man he's part of the culture the he, you know zone, he serves yeah. he serves at these at the culture he's one of our servant leaders he's awesome and he said man i got this girl in my dms bro like mm-hmm. i don't know man i'm I, like why like why why is she what, what, like why is she there what am i doing what's happening <laughs> right like and it's 
look, and it's not a dude that it's unfamiliar with right. like with like dating and stuff. Like he's a he's I'm, a he's a dope dude. Like yeah. he's a he's a uh, he's a good looking guy. He's yeah. a successful guy. Like uh-huh. really successful. Um, but he was just like Cruz, like like how do I tell this chick, man? Like yo, like I don't want, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I feel like I feel like honestly, that's a that's a big issue. Like when you're caught in the moment. You freeze and you don't know how to say no or you don't know how to yeah. stop or you don't know how to draw the line or draw the, draw the boundary. And so what we've been doing at the beginning of every podcast uh, this season is just sharing some quick how-tos. We want to give you some how do you just stop the advance in right. the moment, right? Um, and so I was just being kind of ridiculous. I think that's pretty good because remember, we've been talking about practicing. Yeah, so, very good. So this is actually some good strategies yeah, yeah, for yeah. you to have because yeah. we've all been in that moment where somebody catches us off card and we have no idea what to say. Right. So, so we I, got you guys. So I think, I think, you know, if it was up to me, I'd be like super ridiculous, right? I'd just be like, hey. You, you, oh, go for it. Go for <laughs> no, no, I would just be super ridiculous. I would just be like, hey, so uh, you're so great. I'm glad we're just friends. Aren't you glad that nothing romantic ever happened between <laughs> us, friend? Just make it plain. Huh, friend? You know, I'd be like, hey, sis. You know, like, <laughs> you're like a sister You're like the little sister I never had. Yeah, that'll hey, crush. Sis. That'll definitely crush. <laughs> rejected on the forehead oh and she will gosh. walk away. Oh, my she, gosh. Well, she'll be confused like, Am I supposed to be offended? You know, but that's a good one. <laughs> or it'd be like, hey, ladies, you can be like, hey, let's just keep this rated PG, pal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, hey, let's just keep it PG, you know? Or, um, hey, welcome welcome to the friend zone population, you. Now, obviously, all of that is just a little ridiculous, right? You would probably never do that because it'll it'll probably hurt someone's feelings. Um, So maybe we don't tell you what, uh, but maybe we'll just tell you how. Right. Yeah. Like how, how do you say no? How do you say no? Thank you. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I think one of the most important ways is just to keep it simple, babe. Yeah. Simple and honest ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thank you. I'm flattered, but I'm not interested or I'm not available right now. Yeah. Boom. You, you know, I think as you're keeping it simple, I think, um, you just remember this, you don't owe anyone an explanation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times it's hard to say no because, or, or it's, it's, it really is because the person on the other side will be like, why? Yeah. Why? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I don't owe you an explanation. You're not my mother. You're not a police officer. You're not a detective. You're not RoboCop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's powerful, though, because a lot of times, especially for some reason in the Mexican-Hispanic culture, we always have to have oh an explanation. Gosh, no, dude, for yes. real. So I have a lot of people that, um, even myself, I have to train myself that I don't have to give an explanation. Yeah, yeah. It's just no, no thank you. Keep it moving. And keep it moving, Ace, yes. for sure. So guys, it's practice. Keep for it real. simple. Just you- keep it simple. You don't owe anyone an explanation. Just tell them you're not interested. Like, you don't have to get into it any more than that. Yeah. Now, the truth is this, you guys, right? Remember this. The truth is rejection is harsh. It's just, well, it's not harsh. I'm sorry. Rejection doesn't have to be harsh, but it does need to be direct. You do honest. have to be direct. Direct, be honest, honest yeah. and clear. Right. And look, the bottom line is that rejection sucks no matter how much you sugarcoat it. So you might as well be clear. Yes. Right. No, thank you. I'm not interested. God bless you, brother. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and you know, I think, I think also as you're, as you're keeping it simple, also keep it general. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, don't you, again, you don't have to go into explanations. You don't have to be like, well, you know, I'm just not into guys like you or I'm not into, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, now you leave open-ended, uh, this conversation can go deeper. Like, what do you mean like me? Right. Now it becomes now, a personal attack. Yes. And now you have questions. Right. You know, so it's just, again, what? Keep it simple. Keep it short. Cle- you know? Clear and honest. You be as clear 
as possible. You guys, and I just want to say this, remember this, remember that if they keep pushing further, they're the ones acting rude, not you. So don't, don't get into that game where you feel that guilt or that shame that you owe them something like an explanation or time. No, they're the ones pushing. You already said no. And they're the ones being rude, not you. Right. No, thank you. I'm not, I'm not, thank you for asking. I'm not interested. Thank you. And if they push for anything beyond that, they're the ones being rude. Mm-hmm. Right. And the truth is you guys, listen, we just have to accept the fact that the, that rejection doesn't feel good. No matter who you are, like no matter what, how you, how we say it, people are going to get upset. And all we can try to do is reduce the impact by just being kind, being simple, being direct. And um, the truth is this, the more you sugarcoat it, the more it's going to hurt them. The more you make it complicated, the more it's going to hurt them. So just get straight to it with your intentions. Speak to them. Let them know where you're at. And whatever they do next is up to them and them alone. Keep it simple. Keep it clear. Keep it honest. And keep it moving. Yes, sir. Right? And so keep it moving. And so, hey... Let's keep it moving. We're talking about sex today. Baby. We're talking about sex today. Now, I I want you to understand this, that there are so many things to be said about sex. And there are so many things um, and so many opinions and so many ways of looking at sex. Um, This content is, is aimed and targeted at prime culture who has decided to say, you know what? I want to live doing things God's way. That's good. And you know, the truth is it's this conversation is not just about sex. It is about setting appropriate limits. This whole season, we've been talking about boundaries. Yes. Boundaries are the lines and the guidelines and they they are the things that form our life. They are the property line for the for the life that you're building. And boundaries are there to bless us. Boundaries are there to protect you. Boundaries are there to keep good things in, bad things out. Boundaries will save your life. Absolutely. They'll and they'll define your Who life. You are yes. right. Um, and so. We're going to start at the most obvious, right? Um, We're going to start at the most obvious, and you know the most obvious, okay? If you've hung around church for a little bit, you've probably heard the big rule. What's the big rule, Cruz? Well, the big rule is this, that God wants people to reserve sex for marriage. Now, if you haven't heard that and it's new to you, well, then I might understand the shock that you're feeling right now um, because for many people inside and outside of the church, it, it doesn't make sense. This big rule doesn't make sense. Look, if, if sex feels so good and if it's so good for the relationship and if both people are consenting, then what's the problem? Hmm. Right? What's the problem? And you know, you guys, the truth is that for so many people, sexual abstinence is just a religious rule that makes no sense. And that's the wrong way to look at things as just a religious rule, right? What I want, what we want you guys to do, what Diane and I want you to do is to, is to level up you guys and to go from religious rule to a real relationship with Jesus, right? And, and when you have a real relationship with Jesus is, is when this becomes a value to your life and it's not just a rule, but it is your personal value. Yeah. You know, and. It's so incredible that our Heavenly Father would create this boundary for us, right? And would draw this line for us because um, the truth is this, you guys. When we've, when we've had the conversation with so many 
individuals, not just young adults, just people. Diana and right. I, Diana and I, as pastors, we have conversations with people so often, and there are few things that hurt people and create chaos in people's life as much as relationship drama yeah. and sexual drama yeah. do in people's lives. And you know, for some people, the real value from their experience in dating and the single life, they've actually reaped the consequences of pain that sex outside of the commitment of marriage can bring. So they feel that there are good reasons to wait. Why? Because they know the value. And look, you guys, us as pastors, we've worked with so many of those people who have made this decision to say, you know what, we're going to honor sex. And you know what, we agree with them. We agree agree with the decision they've made to have, you know what, sexual abstinence is going to be a value for me because I've felt the consequences. I've felt the pain. I've been... I've been active and all it's brought is baggage, sadness, hurt. So I'm ready to try something new. Right. Try something different. And try it different. Yeah. Hey, let's try it God's way, huh? Yeah, let's right. do let's it God's way. Let's try it God's way. way. And so look, so let's start at the big rule. So okay. He, okay, so here's the big rule. Let's start the talk, right? Like, here we go. So the big rule is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 8. Okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 8. I'm going to read it to you. Um, and then we're going to br- break it down for you, unpack it a little bit. Cool. So this is what the this is what the Apostle Paul, who is is an incredible pastor, is teaching us about sex. Here's what he says. He says, "It is God's will that you should be sanctified." That word "sanctified" just means to be set apart, mm-hmm. to be separate, to be different, right? So God's will for you is to be different. Immediately, that draws. A line. That means that the way that you and I view life, that you and I create our values, the way we set our decisions is different, right? Watch. And he says this, and here's how you, you draw your lines and here's where you're sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. It doesn't say that you should avoid sex. Right. It says that we should avoid immorality or that the word immorality simply means to be used outside of the confines of of the what the, it was intended right, for. of the intentions uh-huh. that it was created for mm-hmm. right so avoid sexual immorality watch here how do we avoid sexual immorality the apostle paul is awesome he says that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God, mm. right? A lot of times it's like people we, we people are like, man, that's so harsh. Why do you call people heathens or pagans? Well, that, that's 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 not a harsh word. It simply denotes someone who does not know God right. as Father, who does not know God as Lord, their personal right? Savior. Amen. Uh-huh. Amen. Right. And so, um, so we don't live a life of passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God, right. and that in this matter, no one should wrong his brother or take. Take advantage of him. Are you noticing this? Like I said, we're going to unpack, but the scripture says that with sexual immorality, that I can take advantage of people and I can wrong people with my sexual decisions. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. That's so a are big you, deal. are you understanding like hopefully already in just reading the scripture, you're seeing that sex is more about whether or not God wants you to have pleasure. Yeah. Right. Um, so now, here we go. The, the Bible says this in black and white. The Lord will punish men for all such sins as we have already told you and warned you. Now, listen, I want you to understand this. Like, Cruz, are you saying God's punishing me if I'm having sex? Look, first of all, there's forgiveness and there's mercy and the love of God is for you. We're going to end our talk with the boundary of forgiveness, okay? However, um, what, what Paul is talking about here is people who are living distant or, or negligent or 
rejecting the way of God's teaching and God's commands, okay? Watch, look at, for God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction, see, there it is. Anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject man, but rejects God who gives you his Holy Spirit, right? So in this passage, um, it's, it, it is not, it's not only the rule, but the reasons as well, right? Because every rule that God gives us, every instruction that God gives us always has an intention. Every inst- instruction of God has an intention of his heart. He always has reasons. And so we want to unpack some of those reasons, okay? So hopefully you're, you're in a place where you can take some notes. Um, this podcast is going to go probably about 45 minutes long. We're about 20 minutes in now. And so we're going to start unpacking the different perspectives of this scripture, okay? So here we go. All right, so number one, holy and honorable, holy and honorable. You and I were created to be holy and honorable, right, babe? Like, yeah. like that's the big idea. You know what I'm saying? So basically, holiness, right? What does holiness mean? Holiness uh, means purity, and it's to be set aside for a higher purpose. Right. So holiness isn't like walking around yeah. wearing a white robe and you know being like a perfect person, person. Uh-huh. right? That's not what holiness is. The word holy actually comes from um, the, the the thought of being whole and being complete, and so that's what God God is calling you to 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 be and to live to live with a perspective and with with a an identity that you are whole, that you are complete, that you're not broken. Um, um, so, hey, I want you to take a note on this, okay? Watch. Literally, when we look up the Greek word here that is used for honor, it means things like this. It means things like dignity. It means things like precious of a high price or value or high esteem, right? So, essentially this. God God is not saying that you have to become this weird person who's roaming around the desert and saying, like, who's not romantic or sexual or passionate. You guys, listen. God created this, babe, right? Like, Right. I mean... He's just saying here that sex is not a casual thing. It's it's holy. It's something that's you know set apart. It has great value and high esteem. Yeah. So God, look, look. God loves sex. He created sex. He wants you to have sex, right? He wants you to. But like Diana said, what he is saying, and with a big idea here, is that sex is not a casual thing. Right. On the contrary, from being casual, sex, you guys, is the highest form of expression that you can give another person that that shows your romantic love for them. Like legit, if you want the the most important, the the most not just important, but the, the highest, most profound expression of romance, of love, of intimacy, of surrender is it's it's sex. It's the highest value that your body can possess to give to someone. And so listen. With understanding that, we have to know this, that like with other things of high value, to spend it casually or unwisely, it's so foolish and we're going to feel cheated in the end. You know, the truth is this, like for, for, for some of us, we'll have spent everything we have and have nothing to show for it at the end of it. And we don't want you to live your life like that. You know, we don't, we don't want you to live like that at all. You know, there, there may be, there may be some of you listening right now and you would say, Cruz, but I, you know, like I've given a lot away and I've, 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 I've done that. Well, listen. This is, this is a great opportunity for, for you to begin to learn how to live a different way. You know, I, I'm thinking about when I was in my 20s and sex was, was, was a part of, of the conversation, um, the outside of marriage and outside of the covenant of, of doing things God's way. And, you know, you, they, they call it when you would leave someone's house, you know, in the middle of the night or you leave mm. someone's house, right, first thing in the morning and you're just like, man, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I, and, and 
you know, I don't know if they still call this in your, they call it this in your generation, but in, in my generation, they called it the walk of shame. Mm-hmm. You know, it was so interesting that when it was all over that you walked away and it was the walk of shame. Yeah. And you know, the truth is you guys, I don't, I don't walk, I don't want any of you walking in shame. I don't want any of you making the walk of shame, you know, uh, on the truth uh, or on, on the contrary, I want you to walk in confidence and I want you to walk in, in wholeness and I want you to walk in purity. And so look, so Cruz, how do how do I how do I live honorable and how do I treat this like it's something holy? Well, first of all, I want you to understand this that sex and your heart are connected. Yeah. That's a big lesson here, okay? My heart and my sex is connected and it needs to be esteemed in the same way your body needs to be esteemed as much as your heart needs to be esteemed, right? And just the way your heart is for a lifelong commitment Sex is for a lifelong commitment. In a physical and spiritual sense, the truth is this, that sex is all we have to give someone. Yeah. You know, it's not like the most important thing or it's not just something casual, right? So it shouldn't be given away lightly, right? Right. So give it to someone who's actually going to be there for you forever. I mean, this is a big deal. This is something that, you know, that we talk to a lot of people about and they feel so sad and empty when they've given it all away. And now they feel alone and broken. So we're just reminding you that, you know, it's, I know your generation is casual sex is something that everybody does and nobody even thinks twice about it. But we just want to remind you that sex and the heart are connected. It's not just a one night thing. That's why you feel so lonely. That's why it hurts so much. That's why it's devastating because it means something because God wants you to know that, you know, this does have value and it's not casual. So remember, remember, give it to someone who is going to give himself or herself to you forever. You know, the truth is we've, we've, we've talked to people, Diana, who, who on both ends of the spectrum, right. Who have given themselves away or who have waited, you know, and, um, you know, uh, I've had conversations with a couple of guys who, um, who had made the decision before, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have sex and I'm going to have sex with my girlfriend, et cetera, whatever. Right. I'm, I'm going to hook up, whatever. And, um, when those relationships came to an end, they felt like, um, and, and I'm talking about guys, man, guys feel this way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We may not show it yeah. and we may not, we may not express it in a way as emotionally or, um, with as much, you know, um, even words and, I mean, emotion, like you just said. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the way the fairer gender, the way little, yeah. the ladies do. But guys feel it too. I, I mean, I talk to guys all the time who who like are like, man, I don't I don't want to just go have meaningless sex. I don't want to just go give myself away. And I, I mean, I've talked with guys, you, you know, that Diana that have said like, man, when the relationship ended, I felt like a part of me was ripped away. Yeah. I felt like a part of me was 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 gone. When I when we broke up, I felt like a part of me was was gone. And, you know, the truth is that really does happen happened you guys because remember we just said this your sex and your heart are connected right and so when we give away up our sex it's also taking a part of our heart our right. emotions it's taking away part of our soul right right and then i've had conversations with guys and girls like i mean you and i have talked with guys right. and girls about this all the time and 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 um you know They've said, you know, Cruz, like, um, I, I was dating, I was recently dating someone who was pushing for sex and mm-hmm. was pushing for that. Um, but I decided to wait. I just decided to wait. I decided to wait. And I just, I held on. Yeah. Um, and the relationship ended, right? The relationship ended and, and it, and it hurt and I was sad 
and my I did feel like my heart was broken, but I did not feel like I was broken. Right. Right. And and, and I've I've heard guys I've heard people not just guys but girls also just say you know like I held on to myself. And, you know, I made a decision cruise that I was going to hold on to my sexuality and onto my sex until it was safe to let it go. And that's and, such and a wise this, decision. Yeah. And sometimes in some relationships, I want you to understand this, that sometimes some relationships are not safe for you to let the, let your sex go. Yeah. Right. And so I would, I'd hear, you know, like, you know, I, lo- we, I, I lost her cruise but I didn't lose myself. Yeah. You know why? Because I, I felt whole. I felt like I had more integrity. And and that's the truth. Why? Because sex and our hearts are connected, right? Yeah, and, and so, you held on to your value. Right. And so the Lord says in, 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 in the scripture that we read that we ought to treat it as something that is high and honorable. Holy, I'm sorry. Something holy. that is holy uh-huh. and honorable, right? And so what does holy mean? Remember, holy and honorable literally means it's something that should be held in high esteem. It should be something that is treated with dignity. It's precious. It's a high price. It's a value, right? Then, then he goes on to say that that we we ought to learn to control our own body. You know, right. sex isn't just about oh, God doesn't want you to have pleasure. God doesn't want you to be sinful. You know, the truth is this, you guys, that in the age and the stage of life that you're in right now, learning self-control is one of the most important lessons you're ever going to learn, man. Like seriously, like it's one of the most important lessons that that, that you're going to learn. And, and I, I know this, baby girl, that that sometimes that um, the inability to delay gratification mm-hmm. isn't just about, oh, God doesn't want me to have sex. You guys hear me. Please don't miss this point, okay? Please don't miss this point. That sometimes learning to control our bodies allows us to see, not just control our bodies, but control our desires, right? To have self-control uh-huh. uh, gives us enough time to see the, that the person we're dating it has an issue with delaying self-gratification and delaying pleasure and delaying gratification. And that's an important lesson to learn because it's not just about sex. Right. It's about self-control. Right. And if the person that you're dating right now is unable to control, control. themselves when it comes to pleasure, how in the world are they going to control themselves when it comes to conflict? Right. I right. mean, that's a whole character issue that we're talking about, right? It's delayed gratification and that comes like in life general like that can be your health that can be money i mean that can totally ruin your life if you are unable to delay gratification and if you need everything now 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 guys that's a huge red flag absolutely and so i think it's a red flag about ourselves Uh but more importantly it's a red flag about the person we're dating yeah because a lot of times and and look you guys i'm going to be i'm going to be empathetic and sympathetic with you guys right now i i I know this i know that that most of prime culture isn't like a bunch of like just like sex crazed young adults and like oh man sex 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 i know i know (laughs) right but i know that's not the case right but sometimes maybe just maybe you date someone who's putting pressure on you right who's just like come on what's wrong with it let's just go like if it feels good you know why like and when you say no they push harder or when you say no they get annoyed or when you say no they pout and they get all hurt when you say no it's like they have a difficulty you know they have difficult time saying like a seeing your way of 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 doing things that's a red flag about the person you're dating yo like that should be an issue for you right like if if you feel like oh man we were dating good but whenever i tell him no he gets all annoyed right whenever i tell her no they get annoyed you guys 
That's a red flag. Whenever someone has a difficult time doing things your way or doing things, whenever they throw a fit because they're you, you're asking them to do things that aren't their first choice. Hello, you gotta run, man. Yeah. Like that's that. Like you gotta get out of there. You want to be with a person who can hear and respect your no. One hundred percent. Like that's 100%. so important because your no, I mean, it's going to come up again. Yeah. So if it's come up in the first couple months of dating and it's uncomfortable and there's no give run, <laughs> right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get out of there. Right. Like you got, you got to get out of there. Like, and, and so look, basically here we go. Right. You saying no long enough. Okay. To see whether or not they're going to respect your no is an incredible opportunity for you to see their character. Yeah, that's good. It's an incredible opportunity for you to see their maturity. Yeah. It's it's an incredible opportunity to see how they really feel about you. Because if if having you there simply to satisfy their need for gratification is the reason why they're with you, then you're in the wrong relationship. Basically, it is, it's a sign to you that a person is capable. When, when someone can respect your no, it's a sign to you that a person is capable of delaying their gratification and self-control. Now watch this. I need you to remember self-control is a prerequisite to have the ability to love, right? What is patience? Patience is self-control. Yeah. What is kindness? Kindness self-control. is self-control. What is the ability to forgive? Self-control. Control. Yeah. What, is, what is it? What, what is the ability to put someone else first? Self-control. So right? you want this person to have self-control as a character. Right. And if I'm Trait. just going to say it out loud, Diana, seriously. And if you don't have the capacity for self-control, then you do not have the capacity to love. You don't. That's the bottom line. I mean, like, oh my gosh, Cruz, you're so rude, but, but it's just sex and we love each other. And well, if you love each other, honor each other respect each other do and and the truth is like I love each other the way God loves that other person right like it's it's and he loves him in a way that's holy that's honorable and you know I look listen some of you might be saying ouch bro you're stepping on my toes good right because I'd rather you'd have a, a little bit of a toe ache than a heartache for the rest of your life for the rest of your life you know and what I'm have saying? a developmental issue <laughs> <laughs> right so I'm gonna say this right look if someone cannot delay their gratification and control themselves in this area my question to you is this, what makes you think that they're going to be able to delay their own gratification in other areas of sacrifice for you? If they're not willing to, to sacrifice here, what in the world are they, what, like, what makes you think they're going to sacrifice down the line when you're talking about marriage and you're talking about careers and you're talking about money, money you're talking kids. about the direction of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what, like what, what's going to curb the mentality that they have of, I want it and I want it now. I want what I want and I want it right now because that's the truth. The pressure to be like, like, no, we'll just, let's just do it. Come on. Just, it's just sex. It's when we, you know what that is? That's selfishness. Yeah. And that's someone that has a mentality of, I want what I want right now. Look, if they can't control it today, what in the world makes you think they're going to control it when you're five years down the line? And I feel like somebody is like listening to this and they're, they're trying not to see the reality of maybe where they are, but we want you guys to open up your eyes and really see where you are in life. And if you are in this situation, we're like giving you the mirror and we're asking you to step into courage and get out of where you are. Because yeah. that if that person can't 
delay the gratification for you? Does he or she really love you? Right. The truth is, you guys, you want to be with a person who can hear and respect the no of others. Right. And so having a boundary in sex while you're dating is such an important test to see if the person really loves you. I know it's that little line that they that they always say, right? Well, if you love me, you'll just have sex with me. If you love me, you would. Right. If you love me, you would. Right. So I guess in reality, you should say back, if you love me, you wouldn't make you wouldn't make those demands that I don't feel comfortable with. Or you would wait because love waits and is respectful, but lust must have what it wants right now. So are you being loved or are you an object of self-serving lust? Saying no is the only way you're going to actually know. Yeah. You know, I really, I, we can't over, I cannot, I cannot overemphasize the value of picking a person who has ability to delay their own gratification. You guys, if you're, if, if you're with someone who ultimately has to have what they want when they want it, man, you're in, you're in trouble. You're, 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 I mean, and I'm just, I love you enough to say it this way. I wish someone had had that talk a long time ago. And this is the talk that a lot of you, maybe your parents haven't had with you. And a lot of you, you're, a lot of us, the truth is that we're learning the hard way. And I don't want you to learn the hard way. Yeah. I don't. God doesn't want you to learn the hard way, Amen. right? And so look, um, you got to choose someone who can delay gratification for the sake of you and the relationship. To the extent that he or she is able to say, you know, um, I must have what I want now. They're, they're in trouble. Right, like, like they're they're in trouble. Boundaries with sex are one of the best ways to protect you and to really show whether or not love is there. Right, um, you know, Diana, you said something a few minutes ago where you where you asked, like, you know, you have to ask the question: Am, am I being loved or am I just an object of lust? Mm-hmm. Right, am I just an object of lust? And you know, the scripture actually teaches us that like you ought to respect each other, and not have not treat each other with passionate lust. Right, like, um, what is what does that mean? Right, it, does it mean that God that God wants you to not be a passionate person with strong desires? I mean, not you guys, not at all. The fact is, is that He Himself has a passionate desire for you. Amen. But the meaning here is that a lust for what is forbidden outside of marriage is wrong. And why is it important for us to know that that's wrong? Well, basically, here, here we go. And I need you to put your thinking caps on this. And, and we're, we're about to land the plane here in a few minutes. Um, and and I, I really hope this is blessing you. I really hope this is, this is encouraging you and feeding your understanding, right? But here we go. Basically, a healthy person is someone who's integrated. What that means is this. When I, when I say that someone's integrated, what that means is that all the aspects of who you are are connected and working together. Mm, okay, now remember, on. sex is connected to love, relationship, and commitment. Hear that again. Sex is not just an act where, boom, we get it on, yeah. and it goes for like 11 minutes, and then we're done, and now we're just putting our clothes back on. That was it. No, it's not that simple. Sex is connected to love, to relationship, and commitment. The body, the soul, and the mind are all working together. And we want someone, you want to be someone and be with someone who is whole and fully integrated. That it's not just their sex that works, but their love works, their commitment works, relationship, health works, body, mind, and soul are working together. And so like I told you, the body, when we have sex, our body is given 100% to someone who gives us 100% of everything else, right? 
And so if someone's not married to you, then they have given you less than 100%. That is the bottom line. So watch this. Here's how that works. If someone has not, is not married to you, then they have given you less than 100%. So they get less than 100% of your body. Yeah. That's just good math. It's good economics mm-hmm. and it's good Bible right? So with the way that some people treat when they're like, when they're dating, they would be lucky that they would be lucky to get a kiss once a month, much less casual sex. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so look, you guys, lust is, is a very disintegrated way to live. Remember, you heard me say when you're an integrated person, I'm all, I'm I'm whole, right? I'm a whole person. But when I'm living in lust, I'm living in a disintegrated way. Watch this. Um, lust is where where what happens is I'll I'll pursue so hard desire I'll pursue desire so hard and I'm and and I'll give myself completely away to desire but I'm not, I'm not giving myself in the, in the terms of commitment or value or spiritual care right and so now lust is replacing set is replacing sex for love and so in a place where love should have grown and been been given wholly and fully now now sex has replaced that and now i'm living an incomplete life i'm living a disintegrated life and if you wonder why it's so complicated and it's so complex and you're actually you know and maybe this is the this is the the, cycle that you're in right now Mm -hmm. maybe this is a this is a condition you're in and you're wondering like man why is there so much chaos and why is there so much dysfunction why am i so confused and why why is that why am i so hard why is it so hard trying to find myself right the truth might be that you're living a disintegrated life that they're there you're, you're overextending your sex, sexuality hoping that it will bring wholeness to your love mm-hmm. and you're overextending your sexuality hoping that it'll bring wholeness to your spirit but hey fam listen that's not how it's going to work yeah it doesn't go that way the lord wants you to be in health and to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers and the truth is this maybe the answer that you're looking for isn't found in someone's bed Maybe it's not found in in another guy's arms or holding another girl's body. Maybe it's found in the arms of Jesus. And maybe it's found at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. And maybe it's found in the hope and 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 rest in His wholeness that He brings to your life. You know, like here. Let, let me just throw this at you, okay? If you really want to test as a young adult, if you really want to test how integrated you are and how fulfilled you are as a person, I dare you. For real, if you're sexually active right now, I dare you to to choose abstinence for for an extended period of time. And that's going to be a great way for you to find out how fulfilled you really are. The reason, the reason maybe, just maybe the reason that that sex has become so important to you and and you've grabbed hold of sex so tightly. It's like, no, man, I, 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 I can't let this go. Maybe just maybe it's because that's what you've been using to fulfill the deep longing and the hurts that are still unhealed in your soul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I, I want to share a couple of things that, that drive passionate lust. Okay. Um, and again, remember, lust is is an unbridled impulse. It's a feeling that just runs away. And in case you didn't you you didn't hear me and Diana teach on lust versus love, uh, go check out All in Love. It's on YouTube. It's absolutely amazing. It was our culture night from February. Um, it'll bless you. But here are some things that drive passionate lust. Ready? Number one, it's the need for connection and intimacy. A lot of times, a lot of times, we feel like we're not 
we, we don't have deep connections and we don't have intimacy and we think that only sex can do that. Can I tell you that there's safety in community? And this is why church is so important because church is a place that will, will meet your need and fulfill your need for connection and intimacy in a way that gives you life and doesn't take from you. Yeah. You know, this is why prime culture is so important. This is why this is why being just in a place that brings life to you and that loves you and encourages you is so important because there are areas of your soul that that sex will not heal. It can't heal it. It wasn't built to heal it. Right? Uh, for some people it's the need to feel admired and desired. Yeah. For others it's the need to overcome just shame and bad feelings on. about oneself. Wow. Right. You know, and so look this is, this is what passionate lust does, for real. This is what lust does. It splits you from your real heart, your mind, your values, and from the life that you truly desire. You guys, lust will gain a momentary pleasure at the expense of a lasting gain. Yeah. And if I can just be, like, I'm just, I'm like, I, I, just, I just want to speak to your heart. Like, you'll never find fulfillment that your soul needs if you let your lust dictate your life and your choices. Really, and you and and you won't find what you need to give in the lust of someone else, right? Like you, you, you just won't. We've heard this story over and over, and we just don't want to see you walk down that path, right? Yeah. You know, um, I I think that we might have to. We I think we might just have to do a part two, Diana, on yeah. on the talk. Yeah, I think okay. we should have. I think we should do a a, a a part two because talking about how sex can wrong someone. And how, yeah, how we choosing, still have some stuff and how to talk choosing, about. And how choosing sex the right way actually is accepting God's fatherhood Amen. in our life is a big deal. You guys, you know, and so before we leave, um, I just I just want to say this, right? There's 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 a boundary of forgiveness. And that that boundary of forgiveness is that God is for you. Amen. You know, some of you might be listening, you might be saying, Cruz, like, what's the point, man? I already blew it. What what difference does it make? Like, I already blew it, dude. I already like I already messed up, you know? Um, but I just I just want you to know this that when God looks at our failures, and all of us have failures, He doesn't look at us like a, as a piece of porcelain that's been br- once broken and it's always broken, right? Like you've seen that, like where like like a, like a broken yeah. plate gets put back together, a broken vase gets put mm-hmm. back together, right? And the and the broken pieces are like you can see it's you can glued, see the cracks, but yeah. you can see the cracks, mm-hmm. right? On, on the contrary, He looks at us all as broken people that He makes new. See, God's not a fixer; He He's a renewer. <laughs> right and with his forgiveness the beauty is this that you can start all over and be clean as when you began amen you know i'm I'm gonna read this again next week this portion of scripture i'm gonna read it again to you next week um but the psalmist said this in psalm 103 verse 12 as far as the east from the is from the west so far has he removed our sins from us amen right hebrew says it this way hebrews chapter 10 verse 17 their sins i will remember no more and that's the heart of your father. Mm-hmm. That's the heart of God. That if and when you ask God to forgive you through Jesus, he sees you as a completely new person. Amen. You're clean, you're washed, you're pure. Right? There's no condemnation. There's no sin too great. There's no shame too deep. And in God, I believe this, in doing it God's way, living God's plan, you can develop the inner life, the real life, the whole life, and your ability to love. You'll know real real love and so you know right now i just want i just want to take a moment for for diana and i to pray over you guys um as we end our talk with you today um this is just part one of the talk we'll have part two of the talk next week um 
but we just we just want to pray with you guys today that 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 you would you would really feel the compelling to honor God with your sexuality and to honor God with a place that usually brings shame. It's interesting, right? That you can actually bring glory to God and to see Jesus more clearly rather than to live in shame, you know? And so right where you're at, if you're able to, right? If you're able to, would you just close your eyes and bow your heads? Would you raise your hands towards heaven as a sign of surrender and as a sign of trust and love and safety that you have with God? And let's just pray. I'm going to start. Diana will will, will chime in. And and I believe that as we're praying for you, God is doing a work in you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, you're so good. And you're so holy and you're so perfect. And we're not. Amen. But thank you that you make us holy and you make us perfect and you make us clean and you make us pure. Not by what we've done, but because of who you are. And because of what you've given us in Jesus. And so today, Father, for everyone who's listening to this, Lord, for some of us, we may have lived our lives not holy and not honorable. We didn't know that. We didn't know that we could live holy and we didn't know that we could honor our bodies and honor our sex. Father, we didn't know that we could live with self-control. Some of us weren't taught that. We weren't taught that. We mm-hmm. were we grew up in homes that were full of impulse and and full of just raging raging emotions and raging com- impulses and compulsiveness. Father, we didn't know that. We didn't know that the Holy Spirit brings us brings us self-control. We didn't know that you didn't give us the spirit of fear, but that you give us power, love and self-control. We didn't know that, but now we do. And Father, I just pray that for every young adult listening to this, God, that you bring them beauty for ashes, that you bring them righteousness, that you bring them, Father, the pride of knowing that they belong to you and you're not embarrassed, you're not ashamed, you're not disappointed, you're not mad at us, but you're madly in love with us. And so, Lord, I just declare 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 over every young adult listening to this today. Lord, I thank you that if any of us be in you, and if any man be in Christ, and any of us be in Christ, we're a new creation. The old life is gone, and the new has begun. So I thank you for new days in the life of our, of our prime culture and the, our young adults. Thank you, Father, for new ways of living, new ways of, of approaching sex and having sex, not in the terms of giving our bodies away, but having our sex and holding it in a way that's holy and honorable. Lord, thank you that you bring us lives that are free from guilt and shame. Thank you for your kindness and your gentle spirit, God, as you teach us, as you guide us, as you lead us to truth. We thank you, Father, that even now we feel your comfort. We feel your peace. We don't feel shame, God, but we we feel hope and we feel strengthened, Father, that as we continue to learn and walk with you, Father, you will teach us, God. We thank you for each and every person that is listening, Father, and we just proclaim protection over their hearts, over their minds, Father, over their soul as they try and walk and live uprightly, God, as their, de- as their desire is to please you, Father. I ask you, God, to give them that strength that they need to be able to endure, God. We thank you for your time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, you guys, we love you. We're so proud of you. You are men and women of purpose, and we believe the culture is alive and well in you. And so, hey, thank you so much for listening. Hey, to everyone that's been sharing and everyone that's been rating and reviewing, thank you so much. It makes such a difference. And listen, if you haven't already, um, it would mean the world to me and Diana if you would go and give us a rating, maybe leave a review. We actually read the reviews on Apple, iTunes, and on, uh, I don't think you can do it on Spotify, but man, Thank you so much for doing that. If you haven't already, take a moment, like leave us a rating, leave us a review, shoot us a DM. um, Let us know how this is speaking to you guys. We really, really enjoy hearing from you guys. And so until next time, we love you guys. 
We're so proud of y'all. We believe in you big. Yes, we do. Until next time, be the culture. We love y'all. Peace. We out.